welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intelligence, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull. Thanks for being with us today. And I'm partially laughing because we have a very fun show for you today. We're going to talk about social media for business. We're going to talk about some successful strategies for business users. We're going to talk about some mistakes to avoid. We're going to talk about some tips with some particular platforms. And I have an expert here with me in Studio One. I have Les Atkins here. He's CEO of Orange SMS. That's for social media strategies, right, Les? Correct. Yes. Thanks for joining us. I've heard social media strategies in a long time. So, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just orange SMS. Yeah, orange SMS. So, where does the orange come in? The orange, if you go to my new website, it actually is unique. So, the whole point of being a unique organization is we can create, create a unique strategy. There's nothing that rhymes with orange, so we can create a unique strategy. My mother came up with that analogy. Nice. That's so. nice. So, is your mother on social media? She actually is because <laughs> of her grandkids. Facebook, barely. Okay. But she's 80 something, so. Well, Les, for, for businesses and for business users, how prolific is social media and, and how important is it today? Well, I, came, I found some statistics and uh, as of July 2015, the worldwide population is 7.3 billion. Now, let's put that in perspective. Of that, 2.3 billion are active social media users. <laughs> and then 91% of retail brands use two or more social media channels. And the internet users have an average of five and a half social media accounts. And social media users have risen by 176 million just in the last year. Wow. So that, if you think about it, one million new active mobile social users are added every day. That's 12 each second. Wow. Wow. So social is a vital part of any business community and organization. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because... I started in social media many, many years ago, and my fellow commercial real estate brokers actually laughed at me. <laughs> they just laughed out loud. What are you thinking, Michael? You know, and but today it is it is really important. And you know, I look at uh, the amount of, of contacts and followers and, and business that we picked up, and mm -hmm. it's been uh, pretty amazing. Actually, it's funny. I was at a, a real, one of the commercial real estate meetings, mm -hmm. and uh, a couple of the guys were like this is crazy, right? Why are we doing this? And I said, well, you got about five years. He goes, okay, I'm going to retire after five years, so I don't need to be on social media. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, um, how can a, a, a business social media user decide how to get started? You know, what's important? You know, what should, be, what should they really think about to, to, to do the right things? So the first time, uh, you know, years ago, and when we talk years in social media, two. <laughs> <laughs> but the point being is that it was about setting up your social media and getting out there and it didn't matter what you did, but you had to get out there. Well, now it's kind of changed. You really need to understand what your objective and your goal is and who your audience is. Because my audience for my company is different from your audience from your company. And they're not going to be equal. So if I look at you and say, okay, you're very successful, you're doing Facebook and Twitter and um, those, let's just say those two. Well, my audience might be more apt to uh, I'll reach them further in Instagram and I'll reach them further uh, by using Pinterest and, and other, other social media um, things. And maybe YouTube, maybe my audience is more video. So how so. do uh, I as a business person figure out where my customers are? 
So you start out by understanding who your customers are, okay. which is interestingly enough, I still talk to companies that don't really know who their customers are. Right. <laughs> but you find out who they're- The ones that pay the bills. Yes, exactly, <laughs> they buy stuff. And you ask people to say, well, what do I want? I want to buy more stuff. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's great, but you got to reach them first. Yeah. And so the biggest thing I think is to understand who your main buyer is, create a profile of who that main buyer is and the age around that main buyer. Are they 40 and over or are they 40 and under? And based on just that one aspect, you will change your digital strategy based on knowing if they're 40 and under or 40 and over. Now, you can have two strategies, but you can't have it at the same time. Meaning that you have to spend a quarter on one, a quarter on the next one, a quarter on one. So you can do that. But the first thing you gotta do is really understand who that person is who buys your stuff mm -hmm. and who actually is an evangelist of your stuff. And you wanna create influencers of your stuff. I mean, look at Coca-Cola. You know, they're, the people that drink Coke are very avid Coke drinkers. They're like, I don't want Pepsi. But vice versa, people who drink Pepsi are the same way. So you want that type of audience. Well, it's interesting. So you got to know who your audience is and then trying to figure out where they are. So give us some uh, examples. So if I'm trying to, if I'm building a new office tower in Chicago right. and I'm trying to reach uh, business owners and uh, you know, lawyers and accounting firms, let's say in Chicago, how do I know what platforms where, where they'll be? So pretty much you can guarantee that that particular audience is going to be on LinkedIn. Um, probably if they're 40 and under, they're going to be on Twitter. And then I would sparkle, uh, sparkle, sprinkle some videos in as well, um, that post on like a LinkedIn or a Twitter and then send them to your YouTube channel that has a lot more information and video inside of that building. Okay. Well, let's say I'm building uh, a new um, apartment complex in DC and I'm expecting that it's, it's urban infill, so you know, I want some millennials, and, and maybe I even want some of the baby boomers that are getting more into urban apartment living. So you're gonna look more for Instagram and Twitter again. Twitter's kind of like one of those all catch-alls, yeah. um, and everybody thinks Facebook's one of those catch-alls. Facebook is just big. Yeah. So if you really look at your audience, yeah, you may hit them. It's like, a, it, what I tell people is if you put things on Facebook, it's like a shotgun effect you'll probably hit your audience, but you wanna focus because you wanna spend money on a very strong digital strategy. That's kind of a new, people are like, well, I can do social media for free. Well, you can, but you can't do it well. Right. You know? <laughs> so, so, but I think like in that example, it'd be Instagram, again, YouTube, and then Twitter. Right. Well, you've hit on a lot of things here that I'm, I'm curious about. And I know my listeners and viewers are, are curious about, and one of the things you talked about is, you know, spending time and it being free. Well, time is money, right? So you really got to think about how much time you're spending on what on, on what social media platforms, what your what your content is, and who your audience is, and then and then how are you doing that? Are you using some systems? Would you suggest that most uh, businesses use some platform that, that gives them more efficiency in their social media work? I would. I mean, interestingly enough, uh, social networks earned an estimated $8.3 billion from advertising in 2015. And so 38% of organizations plan to spend more than 20% of their total advertising budgets on social media. So I think the business side is changing from a perspective of spending money on things you're not good at. I mean, if you think about it from a perspective of looking at just business in general, a lot of businesses are, are now contracting things like training and like um, maybe 
Uh, commercial real estate services? Commercial real estate <laughs> services, yeah, commercial real estate services. Yeah. And even commercial real estate services are, are um, you know, contracting like furniture companies mm -hmm. and things of that nature. So we're already in a model of we already pay for things that we don't do well. It's just like social media is interesting because even though it's growing, you still come across those companies like, well, my kid can do it. <laughs> well, yeah, your kid can do it. But will they do it? Uh, will they do it well? Will they create a digital strategy? Will they reach your audience? Will they reach engage, engagement? And will they cause your audience to be influenced by what you do? And and part of that uh, decision tree, I guess, is really understanding how important it is to your business, right? Yes. And so if you don't think it's that important, you know, maybe you are having your your intern do it, and maybe it's not really getting the power that it needs, right? So right. how do you decide to go in house or out house, if you will? So the rule of thumb used to be it was up to you and the amount of money you had. <laughs> now the rule of thumb is you've got to have both, meaning right. that you've got to have a professional come in, and I sound like I'm pitching, but I'm really not. It, it's not going to work. I mean, think about it this way. If you were going to um, say you drive a Jaguar, if you were going to get that Jaguar fixed, you wouldn't take it to Joe Schmo's mechanic and he has, a, he has an old Ford outside, right? So the point being is that you've got, in today's world, it's getting really interesting because everybody's on social media. So how do you break through the noise? Well, the way you do that is you've got to be different than the people that are, you're competing with. And if they're, they all have interns, then you need to actually go out and get a better digital strategy. Right, and, and that's interesting because I think if I had asked you that, three years ago oh, yeah. it may have been a little different you it can handle a lot different. of stuff in-house but it's become so much more important now it has and you can still i still i still recommend having someone in-house that's overseeing it all but when it comes to the digital strategy and creating a strategy and building influence that's when i recommend you go find someone who's doing that okay and there's a lot more important things for us to cover like content and attracting that audience. So stay with us. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by your friends at Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com or call 800-408-BULL. Check out Valuate, a real estate analysis program that can be easily shared with colleagues online to do what-if analysis. Visit GetValuate.com. That's GetValuate.com. Welcome back to the Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Ball. Today we're talking about social media strategies for your business. My guest is Les Adkins. He's CEO of Orange SMS. He's here in Studio One. And Les, I want to ask you about s platforms and, and if some become more popular or not and, and some kind of ways to gauge uh, how well you're doing in these systems. But before I get to that, one of the things we talked about in the previous segment was, was time, and time is money. Uh, are there some free systems that we might consider using to uh, streamline the efficiency when using social media for business? Um, if you Google something like social media monitoring, a bunch of free things will come up and they have also trials, but I'm thinking Hootsuite mm -hmm. is one of the older ones mm -hmm. that has gotten better over time and now they have upgrades and things of that nature, but Hootsuite will allow you to you know, put things in, set them for a future date. Interestingly enough, several of the platforms themselves 
like Facebook, and uh, I think I'm trying to think if it's Twitter or Facebook. I can't remember. But if you if you research, a lot of the platforms themselves have created that their own system to post now or post later. That's interesting. Some of the systems, like I think it is Facebook that allows you to do that. LinkedIn as well. Yeah. Well, I think that's important. You know, I've seen um, some people in my business that you see how many posts they're doing, and you're thinking, man, this guy's not working at all, right? Exactly. But but really, he probably spent 30 minutes that morning and set all that up, right? And it's just worked all day. Yeah. And a lot of companies, what they'll do is they'll 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 buy a a much more like a Sprout Mm -hmm. uh, or a Vocus or or something that's a much more more robust type of thing and they'll plan their whole six-month calendar out wow so uh, that's interesting well let's talk about some of the platforms you know because it's a ever-changing world right yes. are some of these platforms becoming uh, more or less important for business users today I would say yes uh, uh, interestingly enough there um, it talks about how only 20 fortune 500 companies actually engage with their customers on Facebook while 83 percent have a presence on Twitter wow. so you're seeing them go back and forth, and, and, and each platform is trying to vie for the business world, right? So Twitter now sends out things for Twitter for Business. Facebook just came out with a Facebook Live that kind of does, you know, the kind of competes against Periscope. Um, but there's different things, but I think that the biggest thing is about your audience and understanding your audience and where to go. Um, but there are, like, I think we were talking in the break about Google Plus, you know, they thought it was going to be this big gigantic thing and it's still viable and it still has an audience but it's not another facebook and i think that's what they're kind of hoping for Um, and you got to pay attention to even if you're not spending money with an outside source you are spending time so uh, so back to google plus for a second does it give you more google juice exactly so i have not paid a lot of attention to the algorithms lately but the one thing that I'm aware of, whether you're on Google Plus, it used to be if you're on Google Plus, it gave you more Google juice. I think they kind of dropped that back because of the fact that they change the algorithm so often that it's still about more organic or user-generated content. So the newer, the fresher the content is, the higher your Google rating will be. Okay, and that's important. So let's go there. Let's talk about content. It okay. seems to be a challenge really for a lot of people to figure out, well, if you spend all this time creating content, you know, when are you working? But it's important, what are some tips there? Some of the best tips, so I used to be really against content shops. I used to be very against them because like, well, if you're not creating your own content, then you're not. It's not you. It's not you, yeah, Yeah. it's not you, and you don't know what's being out there, put out there for you. Um, I think there's now in in has as robust as it's getting, there's a place for it, as long as you're having some input into the content. So there's lots of content houses that used to just be, here's the content, use it. Now there are more content houses out there. And I don't have any names, but that will will help you to get a message and then write content based off of your objectives and your message. So I think it's got to be a mixture of both, both in-house and external writers even that are writing what you want them to write but you don't have to spend the time writing it okay it's become a big writing uh it's become a big industry for for independent writers right 
on this content stuff. Well, it makes sense because you know there's we're reading the newspapers and things less, and yes. we are getting more content kind of organically, and some of that's a lot of that's coming from from companies. And we're talking about writing, but but also means uh, short posts and and pictures and and videos and podcasts and yes. things like that, right? Yeah, I mean, video is one of the fastest growing uh, business uses for advertising and engagement. Uh, because, like they say, you know, a picture says a thousand says a thousand words. A video says a million words. Uh, so the point being is that video, you can say a lot more in video. Now, the interesting thing to, I've been watching with video is businesses still think video is a thirty-second commercial. It's not. It's got to be that person like you. If you were doing video, you need to be the one on the video saying, "Hey, here's what my company does. Hey, here's what we need your help with." these are the things that we're doing to better the community those types of things so it's not a 30-second commercial it's not taking that 30-second commercial and putting it online right it's not push marketing it's attraction exactly right? it's not push it's attraction. yeah and you're providing some information which attracts them to think of you as a thought leader and think of you you know when they need business exactly what about uh content you know if we try to create all our own content we're not going to be doing the business we do right. is it okay to, to share content from from people out there like influencers. It's better, actually you wanna do that uh, because the whole point is if I'm just hearing from your company and there's still companies trying to do this, if everything I read is just from you, then I'm not getting the real picture. Right. And I'm also not getting the best of information. But if you start sharing things about experts that don't work for your company, then you're showing that you're that thought leader. And you want to share those things with your audience that maybe they didn't find, but you're finding because you're in the industry. Right. So, for example, when I do certain posts, I share videos and things of that nature that may be even competing for some business that's out there. But I do it because my audience needs to know that information, and I'm not scared, like the old model, oh, I'm scared if I show them this, they might go with this guy over this guy. Well, great. Because my whole goal is if you're not doing social media, you're not probably gonna be in business much longer. <laughs> so I want you to stay in business and maybe you'll get to me. <laughs> Good point. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And uh, you know, and, and we put out a lot of content and a lot of people share that. And it's interesting as you talked about you know your audience and you know, we put out content that's, that's based, sometimes it's based on um, sectors like yeah. uh, multifamily. And we find that in our business, if some people are interested in multifamily and you start talking about office, they don't want to hear it and they'll turn you off. Or if you're talking about um, off vesting in apartments and you're talking to people who are in the office landlord business and REITs, they don't want to hear it either. Yeah. So you really got to, to share content that really is interesting to the person you're trying to reach, right? Right. Well, it's outside your thinking yeah. preference. Yeah. So we briefly talked about that. So briefly, you know, you have those people that you connect with. You have those people that if you walk, if they were in the room, you'd walk away. Yeah. <laughs> so, but when you're developing content, most of the times you develop content how you think. But there's a bunch of other people that because don't. Because I think right. Like. Exactly, and everybody thinks that they think right, <laughs> and their way is the only way, yeah. right? Because and if you think and if you find someone who thinks differently, they're stupid, they're an idiot, they're dumb. <laughs> now, whether they are or not, they're also a potential customer or a potential influencer for you. So if you can't master the ability to write content outside of how you think, the best way to overcome that is to use different types of content 
that have a different thinking preference and a different opinion. Good point. And we put a sector button on the show website. So if you want to share content based on a certain sector of commercial real estate, go to our site and stay with us. We'll have more on social media for business. I'm Michael Bull. Stay with us. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by CCIM Institute, commercial real estate's global standard for professional achievement. Visit ccim.com slash CRE show. That's ccim.com slash CRE show. Welcome back to the Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Ball. Today we're talking about social media for business. My guest is Les Atkins. He's CEO of Orange SMS. And Les, we were talking before the break about sharing content. Uh, one thing uh, that we mentioned was uh, looking influencers. So how do we find influencers in the different social media platforms in our industry? And how can we work with them to benefit our own business? So interestingly enough, uh, there's a little small company called Google. Uh, (laughs) And all you have to do is Google whatever topic it is you want to talk about or that's in your industry. And you'll find tons of articles and content from other sources. And the interesting thing about in today's world, for the most part, there's still those one-offs that don't want you to share stuff without paying them and all that. But for the most part, people don't mind you sharing their article on your stuff because it gets them that exposure. It also adds thought leadership to you that you're giving more information than you could just come up with yourself. And it's the way to get additional content from influencers in your organization. Yeah, and that's interesting because I've seen people share our content from our show where I've I've kind of searched out and found they shared it, but they didn't mention my account, so I didn't just really see it. Um, and but then I appreciated it, so I go look at their account and see is there something there that would be interesting to my followers, right? right. And I'll and so you kind of give that favor back, don't you? Yes. So it's kind of good to let those influencers really see and know you're doing it, right? Right. I think one of the things that you had asked either in another meeting or uh, was, you know, is it good to follow and post things from people I want to do business with? Yeah. And the biggest thing is that if you do find someone that you want to do business with, yeah, start posting, sharing the information, but they'll need to see you as that thought leader as well. Right. So it's kind of like it's kind of like a push and pull, meaning that you've got to not just share their stuff and they go, hey, let's do business. Right. You know, <laughs> and if you're sharing their things and once you once want them to share stuff of yours, your content, then you need to have pretty decent content out there on many different resources so that they know you're not just a one-off. You're not just a small company or a small business that you're, I mean, you can be a small company, small business and have a very large digital presence. So you've got to have the same or, or be growing that digital presence if you want those big influencers to share your information. Right. And that's a good point for using social media for business, right? That uh, small companies can have a very large presence. Yes, exactly. I mean, and, and it's it's twofold. So we talk about, it's interesting um, that you keep talking about, we're do, talking about social media for business. Well, interestingly enough, the term social media is kind of going passe. It's more about digital. Uh, there's a couple of shows out there now that, that the cool thing to say is it's just social. <laughs> it's like, yeah, social. Yeah. Uh, so or social, right? Mm-hmm. So interestingly enough, the world's changing. This whole social media environment 
is constantly changing. So it's about having a digital presence that's robust enough to have people see you and look at you as that expert in your field or in your business. And you can be a one-man shop and have a very robust digital presence. And that's why a lot of smaller companies are taking over market share of these 100-year-old companies because they've got a better digital presence than the old stay right. company. Yeah, I mean, it's helped us. We're a regional firm. We're licensed in nine states, but we're doing some significant transactions around the country. And, and I think our social media presence has, has really helped with, with that. And one thing you've just mentioned is this word social. We're talking about social media for business. So how much should someone say, a CEO of a company, someone like me, be posting things that are, are more personal on these on these business social media accounts? So we had this conversation how many years ago? Several years ago. And the answer is different now. Okay. So <clears throat> the answer is different, but it's more important for you to put your personal opinion out there now than it was before. Right. Because com people don't do business with entities that are anonymous. Okay. They do business with the people inside that business. So they want to know who you are. So now, but interestingly, they gotta be careful what they ask for. Yes, be careful what they ask for. But here's the other interesting thing: you also have to, and this is not the show to talk about it, but you also have to look at all the regulations that have come up in the last five, two, three years, because now you've got to be a little bit more careful about what you're saying and how you say it. But it's still important to put your personal opinion out there as a CEO. Well, according to Trump, it doesn't matter. You can just say it anyway. Right? <laughs> hey, yeah, exactly. You know, it's more, working for him. It's working for him. But it's also he's got a ton of lawyers behind him, too. Well, <laughs> and, you, and, you, and I want to come back to that after the break uh, about because I think some companies and, and some of our clients that I suggest that they get more involved in social media, they're a little afraid of that, you know, quick post that's out there for the world to see. Right. So I want to talk to you about some some strategies for the corporate side, for the C-suite, for people operating these companies, and especially with their employees and their people, you know, tweeting, <laughs> things like that. So stay with us. We'll have more on social media for business. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. First Service Solutions, your CMBS borrower advocate. For requests, assumptions, consulting, and restructuring, call First Service Solutions at 817-756-7227. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We're talking with Les Atkins, CEO of Orange Social Media Strategies, or really SMS, right? SMS, yeah. And uh, one of the things that we talked about before the break is some corporate guidelines. You talked about some companies uh, are a little skittish about using social media. What should we think about as far as guidelines for our companies? One of the things that the biggest thing is to make sure that you're uh, not defaming people and not, uh, not bullying people or things of that nature. So you want to have those guidelines for your employees to cover yourself. So meaning that you'll see on Twitter and some of these really constant blogs, they'll say, I work for IBM but the views expressed on this blog are not in any way associated with IBM. So is that something we should uh, think about our employees having on their accounts? If you want to, I think it sometimes, if, if, they're, if they're a big blogger, 
So if there is so if there if they're a big blogger about another issue or even some within the in the techno in the technology world you see that a lot, where account where someone will work for like a uh, a NetApp or an Oracle, but they also have their own technology blog. If they're just an employee, they probably don't need it on their account, and because here's the thing, they're going to do it anyway. So chances of them putting it on their account is very slim to none. But if you have those guidelines in place that you have them sign, then you're usually covered as a business that, that anything your okay. employees. And do what other guidelines should a, a company leader think about? Uh, I think the other guidelines are based on. Uh, you know the things about competitiveness and sharing compete compete information and market share information. I can find all that stuff online. So I think maybe companies need to kind of lay off of that. It's just, it's an old model that doesn't really work anymore, uh, unless you have a widget that is very proprietary and things of that nature, and it's made a certain way with a certain uh, mystery chemical. <laughs> so you don't want to share that. But otherwise, I think guidelines. If you just share some generalities. Um, again, the, the neat thing about, because social media has been out there so long, uh, even though some people might just be hearing about it today, um, if you Google social media guidelines, you will get a plethora of already stated guidelines from Fortune 500 companies, Fortune 100 companies, all the way down to the small business. Okay. So you don't really have to come up with those on your own, just copy and paste. Okay. What are some mistakes? That business people make on social media that we should avoid. Uh, business. So here's a big mistake, and it's it's very it's very interesting that um, what's going on in the political realm today. The one of the biggest mistakes business people make is only sharing if they have a very starch opinion about their politics is sharing that outside of personal social media. Now, here's what I mean by that. If you have a Twitter business account and you're the CEO, you don't want to share your opinion about politics on that account. Now, it's fine if you share your political opinion on your own Twitter account and they find that. But you don't really want to be that political, um, say, whether right or left, depending on who you, you know, whether you're a Hillary fan or a Trump fan or neither. You don't really want to really focus on those opinions from a business standpoint because guess what? It all changes anyway. Right. And you're stuck, you don't want to be labeled in a certain thing. I'm not saying don't put your opinions out there, just don't do it when you're creating a digital presence for your business. Right, there's some opinions like that that uh, just don't suit well to a large business audience. Be like going yeah. to a party and announcing it, right? Exactly, <laughs> I mean like if, you, like if you're a fan of guns or if you're not a fan of guns, yeah. it probably wouldn't be a good thing to say, yeah, yeah I think everyone should have a gun on your business page. Yeah. But you could say it on your personal page. And that's the really interesting thing that's happened in social media. It's the people you say, well, I don't want to say anything outside of what my business is because maybe I won't get business. Okay, that's fine. In your business presence. But in your personal presence, it's okay because that's your personal opinion. People may find it because you are the CEO of the organization, but they're not going to hold it against you because that's your personal opinion. They want to know it, but they might still do business with you even if they have an opposite opinion of that. Yeah, well, that's interesting. I, I, I think I would steer on the cautious side of that because, like you said, somebody can Google it and, and, and find it. And, right. and if it's an opinion that offends them, then what benefit did you get out of that? Right, exactly. I mean, you know, it'd be like, you know, offending in, in a personal situation. Why do it? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I agree 100%. Uh, so, so, how can we gauge how well? 
we're doing in a platform or, or with, with some sort of strategy in social media? So I coined a, flirt, a phrase called Digifluence. Uh, and we'll have a book either at the end of this year or the beginning of the year. So I'm going to put my own plug in here. I like that. Digifluence. <laughs> Digifluence, which is digital influence. And smarter people than I, who I really depend on, uh, came up with a formula. And the formula is this. Influence equals responses divided by base contact count times requests. So it's a formula that helps you understand your true influence in whatever social media platform. So it's not just they bought stuff. No, it's not just they bought stuff and how much stuff. <laughs> and, or I want more stuff. Because here's the thing so about influence. It's not just click-throughs. No, it's not yeah. click, you know, it's the old click-through. And interestingly enough, I'm still, and I'm gonna make a lot of people mad, I'm still surprised that they, mm -hmm. people that do that pay-per-click and all those things are still getting money for that. Yeah. Um, because it's not about that. I can have a thousand click-throughs. I can have 5,000 click-throughs. But how much influence do I have with those people who come to my site, right. who are counted as my base contact? Right. You know, if my influence, if I get 10,000, or let's, let's just make it crazy. If I get a million click-throughs and I ask for a response and I get one response, then my influence is less than 1%. Right, and we can multiply the influence if our fans, if our friends, if our customers are sharing our information and talking about us, right? Exactly, exactly, and that's the whole point about engaging and really counting on the influence, not looking at the numbers. Yeah. All right, well stay tuned, we're going to have some closing tips for social media for business. Stay with us, I'm Michael Bull, this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. Excelligen, the resource professionals like CCIMs, CBRE, JLL, Colliers, and Bull Realty use for market intelligence. Commercial Search is the site to market and find available properties to buy, sell, or lease all over the country. Visit CommercialSearch.com. Welcome back to the Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Bull. Today we're having fun talking about social media for business. My guest is Les Atkins, CEO of Orange SMS. And we've talked about how to figure out our return on investment. You gave us your formula. Uh, and we're trying to understand how much influence that do we really have in social media. Like you said, it's, it's, maybe it's not about the number of followers, but about how much influence we have. How do we know if we have influence and how do we create it? So uh, we've already given the formula right. to, to determine how you know how to, how to have influence. Um, the, how do you create it is once you find out you don't have much, which most people are gonna be very surprised to find out how little influence they have within their gigantic like me. following. <laughs> um, what you need to do is really start truly engaging your audience even more so. But what, what it means is that you're engaging them, they might like your content, but you're not influencing them. Meaning that you've got to maybe change your content to say, all right, you've been with me for X number of years and these types of things. So now what do you want to hear about? So for example, instead of just putting that shotgun effect out, asking them, so how can I help you? It's, a, it's, it's again, changing the way we do things. And then by doing that and building influence, and you've got to also do it from a, a, a much more digital um, sphere, meaning you just can't do it on one social media platform. 
you've got to make sure that your digital message is similar if they Google you. Because keep in mind, chances are most people Google a company or a person, individual, before they talk to them, and everything that you're about comes up. If it's very disconnected, then they feel disconnected. So you've got to make sure that your digital presence is giving them the information that they need to, and we said this in one of the panels, I think, to better their lives. Whether that's in business, whether that's in their own personal life and things of that nature, but it's got to engage them. And that's truly the only way you're truly going to start seeing that influence. Uh, but there's some things along the side. Now that's the heavy side of it. But you can use things, we call them the Cialdini principles that we don't have enough time to talk about. But um, you know, use reciprocation. Uh, download this book, right? If you sign up for my, and my newsletter uh, or weekly letter or weekly show, uh, then you'll receive this book or this um, top 10 ways how to be a better uh, commercial real estate person. Uh, but what that does is it starts getting them more connected to your organization. So things of that nature that you can do to get that quick influence. And then there's things that are you can do from a longer term to build that long-term influence. Okay, so be on more platforms have some synergy between them um, and try to figure out really what engages your your followers and your connection exactly. right what what interests them right and, and then you suggest just asking them well I've asked some questions on Twitter where I have over 10,000 followers right and no one answers right exactly <laughs> so I have I, no influence and I've done the same thing and what that tells me is I have no influence right <laughs> yeah. so what that means is you have those followers but they're just looking at your stuff, or maybe they're just following you and not looking at your not stuff right, right now. Right. Yeah. So yeah. what? So how do you get them reengaged? How do you get them back? And there's ways to do that. And there's, again, we don't have time, but there's steps to do that. Um, but one of the biggest things is uh, Cialdini principles, uh, C I A L D I N I, and they're, they've been around forever. But you can use them in a digital world, and that's a more quick way to get that that. 10,000 or all those followers to start doing things. So maybe you're not giving them anything. So at, you know, if you answer this question, I'll give you this. Right. Then you're more likely to get them to answer your question. I like it. Give it away. Give away things. Give away things. All right, Les, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate uh, your information. Thank yeah, you. Appreciate it. And thank you for listening on one of the radio stations around the country, or maybe you found us on social media. And please do find us on social media. You can find all our connections at commercialrealestateshow.com. And on Twitter, I'm at, at Bull Realty. Uh, so join us next week. And until then, be sure you always lead, learn, and laugh and join us for the Commercial Real Estate Show. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty, Asset and Occupancy Solutions. Excelligent, building data everywhere. CCIM Institute, the industry's global standard for professional achievement. Valuate, easily share what-if analysis with colleagues online and First Service Solutions, your CMBS borrower advocate. For more information on how these businesses may be of service to you, visit CREshow.com.